Welcome to the Crown Council's Mentor of the Month podcast. I'm Stuart Anderson. In this episode, I'm joined by Steve Anderson and Dr. Lincoln Parker. This is a special series, a special episode created for students looking for some direction and mentorship when it comes to choosing the next path for their own professional life. So we've gone out and found some of the best in dentistry to provide some direction and mentorship on which type of practice that you should belong to, along with some uh, suggestions, some help, and some mentorship when it comes to deciding which practice you want to be a part of. So are you going to build a practice? Are you going to join a practice as an associate? Are you going to join a group practice? Are you going to buy your father's practice? Uh, In this series, this student series, we are working through all of those topics and finding some of the best in the Crown Council to teach and mentor and share their advice with you. So in this episode, we're going to meet Dr. Lincoln Parker out of Orange County, California, uh, who built his practice from scratch. That is our topic today. And he shares some of the things that guided him along that path, what helped him make the decision to build his practice from scratch, and especially the environment that he wanted to create for patients. A really interesting story with some awesome takeaways. Uh, We hope you enjoy this episode. As always, uh, this podcast is sponsored by the Crown Council, an association of, of dental practices across the United States and Canada who are committed to building a culture of success in their practice. It's our job, the Crown Council's job, to provide the tools to build both community and to build uh, both the environment that patients and team members thrive in. Uh, This is just one of the ways that we do that through this little podcast. There's so many more. So if you're interested in being part of Crown Council, I'm here at the office. The Crown Council team is here uh, ready and willing to to bring you on and, and help you be part of this great community. Uh, link to Crown Council can be found in the show notes of this podcast. That's it. We hope you enjoy the episode and uh, learn a lot from Dr. Lincoln Parker. Uh, enjoy. Thanks. All right. Today on our uh, Crown Council Mentor of the Month uh, Student Series podcast, we have got Dr. Lincoln Parker from Hales Parker Dentistry in Lodger Ranch, California, which is just a small community uh, right outside um is San Juan Capistrano, right? Just to the, the west yep. a little bit. Yep. Uh, so born and raised in Orange County. And on his website, Dr. Parker declares the greatest place to live on earth, uh, Orange That's County. Heavy. So, And even last week when we were talking, you were coming home from uh, Redwood National Park. With his, he was coming home with his family and said, uh, favorite place to go. So a mm-hmm. uh, lot of love for that California area. Uh, Dr. Parker attended Brigham Young University for his undergraduate where he met his wife and uh, also married his wife, Mimi. Then they moved to Vegas to attend dental school at the University of Las Vegas, where Dr. Parker says, I was exposed to many aspects of dental care. It was a newer school that afforded me the opportunity to experience the latest in technology. There, I was also able to push my skills beyond typical dental students due to the faculty's desire to give us as much clinical experience as possible. Uh, he's a passionate learner and has, I can attest, has created an environment that's focused on long-term relationships and health with his patients, which is very cool. And we're hopefully going to talk about that a little today. Uh, right out of dental school, he started working for a corporate-owned dental practice, which I'm sure we'll get into, where he learned a lot about what kind of practice that he wanted to own one day, uh, a great topic for today. So you'll feel his passion and his professionalism in, in 
anywhere you touch. So his website, social media page, listening to the, I, I listen to all the uh, testimonies of your patients on your website. It's really fun to hear their passion for just being with you and the environment you've created in your practice. So we're grateful to have you. And we'll learn today from Dr. Parker uh, how to create a practice from scratch. So what he learned along the way, that's where he fits in today in this series. So welcome, Dr. Parker. We are super grateful to have you with us. Well, thanks, Stuart. That was uh, unexpected, the detail there. And uh, I appreciate <laughs> you seeing those things. Well, I didn't know it. Uh, 2011. I mean, it has been 10 years since you joined Crown Council as a student at uh, Las right. Vegas. That's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that meeting set off quite a bit uh, of my career path. So, you know, to, to Steve and, and you, Stuart, um, and the Crown Council, I will be uh, forever grateful for that event. I, uh, we're, we're grateful to have you. And I didn't introduce... So Steve is with us, obviously. If you're watching the video, you can see the three of us here. But if you're listening to audio, it's uh, me, Stuart Anderson, Steve Anderson, and Dr. Parker. So welcome, Steve. Grateful to have you. Thanks, you. And you uh, bet. Lincoln, thanks for being with us. And thanks for uh, sharing your, <clears throat> your journey with for the benefit of everybody listening. Maybe you could start. Uh, one of the fun things about this conversation is uh, I feel like I've, I've been on this journey with you uh, from since we met in dental school. So this is going to be fun to recount uh, some of this. Maybe we could start with the beginning, just coming straight out of school and your initial practice experience and what you learned, where it was and what you learned. Yeah. So initially I knew where I wanted to be. So uh, we moved first to where I wanted, you know, to, to raise my family, raise my kids. And um, so at the time, you know, I didn't know anybody in the area that was a dentist. And so I just put my name out there. And uh, the only job interview I had uh, was at a corporate uh, gig. And so, um, you know, I, I, I uh, tapped, tap danced and uh, did whatever I could to get that job because as you graduate dental school, the, uh, the pressures of uh, finances hits hits real fast, so I was willing to do whatever, and so that I took a job at the corporate office there. Um, but uh, I knew that wasn't well. I, I was experimenting. I said, "I don't think I want this," but I was going to give it a go. And sure enough, you know, a few months into it, I realized that this was not for me. It's uh, for my career. It wasn't where I wanted to go. So started looking uh, in the area that I was living and um, there wasn't really a lot of good feedback from docs that were practicing in the area. Many of them were telling me that they would rather have chosen other areas to practice in, really? uh, which was giving me the sense that nobody really wanted me around. Ah, uh, they were trying to discourage you from <laughs> starting a practice. Yeah. They were all super happy to meet and, and yeah. talk. Um, but they always ended each conversation with, you know, this just really isn't a great spot. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. And so this was, this was just like a few months out of school. You're already now on the hunt for a place. Yeah. Yeah. I was probably two months into the job at the wow. corporate office and I was trying to, trying to make things happen, make things happen. I had talked to a banker. Um, I went to a little, meeting that he had set up about starting a scratch practice because that was 
that was really kind of my vision in dental school. Um, what I, I had a vision of what I wanted and I, I, I felt that that was going to be the, the easiest path to get me there. Um, but I was open to other opportunities if, if something was to present itself. Can we talk about that real quick? That, that first meeting with the banker, what did you walk away with? What were you told by him? I mean, obviously doing a presentation, encouraging going into practice for yourself. What were you told about how possible it was, what the challenges would be? What was the general message you got? Yeah, the general message was it was possible, right? Like you can do this. Uh, but then he talked heavily about making sure that you have a good team in place. So uh, he talked about the essential people that you need to be talking to in order to make that happen. So he really kind of outlined a, a game plan. Uh, and I utilized a lot of his network. It was, it was very nice that he set that up. And then I had these people that were ready to help and excited to help uh, someone young that was starting off scratch. It didn't end up working out with him and his bank, uh, which is a very interesting bank stories, but um, the, uh, the, the, the game plan was correct. Uh, it just wasn't the right people and wasn't the right vendors. Uh, but he, he outlined a really good game plan of uh, having um, a, an equipment or somebody somebody that could give you the the pathway on how to outfit your practice with the equipment that you want to, uh, the financial side. Um, he had a designer uh, as part of his team. And then um, he had several different architects um, or uh, builders that were part of the team there too. And so it was kind of a collaborative effort. You ended up talking to how many different banks in this process about doing this? I'm, I think I'm on my fifth bank, maybe sixth <laughs> right now. Right now, but initially when you were, <clears throat> just how, many, how many different banks did you talk to? So, so uh, his bank, he was saying yes originally to do it, but the underwriters never agreed to it in the end. Right. So that created a bit of drama um, because architects were ready, lease was ready, uh, equipment, all that stuff, we were getting all that ready and everyone was waiting on the bank and the underwriter was dragging his feet, dragging his feet and eventually said no. So then I had to go to another bank um, and uh, that bank said, well, we want a certain amount of time of you practicing and uh, so they said they wanted me a year practicing and I had everything ready to go. And I, I convinced them that by the time it was built and I was opening, I would be a year out of dental school and a year right. practicing. And so they agreed to that. Um, but then a year into the practice, they, uh, they uh, told me to go find another bank. And so I had to go, I had to go. They said they were going to foreclose on my loan. Because? Um, well, so... At the time, based on my projections and numbers, I wanted to go with a uh, line of credit from them. And so I was asking them for a line of credit to continue the marketing push and to just have some cash reserves. Because my landlord asked for a big security deposit and took up a huge chunk of my working capital out of my initial loan, um, which I needed. And so... I went to them for a line of credit and then they said, actually, we don't want your loan anymore. Wow. <laughs> and so, 
so I had to go find um, another bank to take on uh, my debt. Um, and I found a local bank. Uh, many of those bankers, uh, the executive board became patients. Um, and uh, it was actually really a really a good fit because it, they were all about relationships and long-term you know, care. And uh, it was a bank you walked into and they, they knew our names, you know, they knew my wife's name, they knew my name when we went in. Yeah. And uh, so that ended up working out well, not as I planned, <clears throat> but. So one of the, one of the takeaways then <clears throat> is going down this path, excuse me, <clears throat> is talk to a lot of banks. Yeah. Oh want, yeah. Want, even if you get one, you still want to have some in backup position. Right. Yeah. There's uh uh, that's a situation that is, um, you know, the bank's pretty important uh, unless uh, <laughs> unless you're self-funded, which uh, good for you. Um, <laughs> but uh, the bank ends up being quite an important thing. So, you know, I've, uh, one of the things in, in starting a scratch practice, and I think in any business, networking is so key. So having having a lot of different relationships is is good. Mm. Uh, because you don't know which relationships will be there for you mm-hmm. uh, when push comes to shove. Um, but uh, having extras is always, uh, it's not going to hurt. One of the, just one of the interesting takeaways here does not surprise me that it was the local bank who ended up doing the deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and oftentimes with scratch practices, that's the case because local banks are in the business of doing business with local businesses. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're there in the community. They're there in the community. You can actually go and and talk to the people that are that are going to be decision makers. Uh, my first experience was I, I never uh, I never heard from the people that denied or said no or wanted to close my loan. I never had an opportunity to meet those people. Yeah, uh, but the local but bank. You were just I, a piece of paper and a number. Yeah, I mean, it was no. There was no relationship there. Yeah, it was just a calculator move of just nope. Right. Whereas this was a, a relationship with the people at yeah. that bank. Big difference. And especially with a, a, a new practice, a scratch start, that's when they can <clears throat> meet you, see you, they drive by your office every day. That's typically what local banks are in the business of doing is doing business with local folks. Yeah. yeah and I didn't know that at the beginning because, uh, you know, that was a, that was a process of, uh, uh, desperation that ended up leading me to that position. Yeah. All right, we're taking just a little break from Dr. Lincoln Parker to talk about the Young Dentist Program. This is a program designed specifically for doctors one to five years out of dental school, run by the Crown Council, and has been for the last 15 years. Uh, this is our way of mentoring and helping young dentists get started in their dental practices, whether it's connecting with other doctors who are like-minded, connecting with mentors who specifically Dr. David Hornbrook and Utah Valley Dental Lab, who are here to jumpstart a career when it comes to cosmetic dentistry. As part of the Young Dentist Program, each year we pick a patient and work on that patient together as Dr. Hornbrook goes step-by-step, process-by-process of how he smile designs, works with the lab, uh, prepares the patient, and then obviously finishes the smile design uh, over three live sessions as part of the Young Dentist program. Also, all the Young Dentists as part of this program receive membership in Crown Council, a way to get started uh, with the community. And uh, the group itself has about 40 participants per year. 
Uh, We fill up really fast, but those listening to this podcast, if you're interested and want to be part of the group, now is a great time to connect with us. My phone number, 1-800-276-9658, or the Young Dentist Program website can be found in the show notes. Hope you can join us. Uh, So walk us through the process of, you know, that was one of the first things you did with uh, talking to the banker, but then there is so much that you have to do to start a business from finding the location, negotiating the lease, uh, laying out the, you know, the whole office plan, hiring a contractor. I mean, there's a lot. So maybe walk us through that process and who you had on your, your advisory team that helped you put that together. You didn't know how to do this. Well, so um, we had actually, I did have a little bit of a leg up in the mm-hmm. sense that uh, my wife and I, we did uh, build a frozen yogurt shop. Um, <laughs> so uh, this wasn't such a scary task for us in that yeah. sense of um, just kind of going through a, a, an initial start process. Um, and, uh, there was a lot of failure in that. So I was prepared for this, not to be, you know, perfectly smooth process. Right. Um, so yeah, we, you have financing, um, you have equipment, you have, um, your, uh, what's it called? The commercial real estate, um, Agent, I don't know if they're called agents, um, but anyway, yeah, commercial real estate agent, yeah. <clears throat> broker. There we go. That's the more fancy term. That's right. Um, and then uh, you've got supply people. You've got design. Uh, then you have business side. So how are you going to set up uh, the business? So you've got accountant. You got lawyer. <laughs> uh, it is a whole <laughs> slew of people, and uh, it's a lot. There's a lot of time that you have to take. There's a lot of a thought that goes into it. Um, but there's also a lot of faith that you're just leaping off and saying, okay, this is what I want to do. And uh, I'm ready to do whatever it takes to make this happen. And I'm going to be flexible. So, you know, there was a lot of things that I thought was initially going to be the way it would go, but you know, the overall vision and dream was there. So the changes had to happen when they had to happen. And I was ready, you know, I was willing to make those changes when, when they needed to happen. How did you decide on the where? You talked to a lot of dentists in the area. How did you finally come to the decision of where you were going to do this? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, it was personal, right? It was where I saw, you know, raising my kids, Mm -hmm. uh, where I wanted to be in relation to uh, the type of lifestyle I wanted to live in the sense that, um, uh, you know, I, I live in South Orange County where homes are very expensive. So I wasn't, I wasn't interested in a big house, um, but I was interested in the weather and I was interested in being close to the ocean and being in a, uh, a family friendly community. So that was the first thing. And then after that, um, I did reach out to a professional, um, uh, what are those guys called? Uh, they, uh, dem- so the yeah, demographics. yeah, demographics, looking at the demographics. So I did reach out to a, 
a demographic guy, I probably would have said I'm still building where I want to build, even if he said it wasn't great. But luckily, <laughs> luckily, he did say that that was an ideal location to to build. Nice. And that was based on dentists per capita. Yep, it was based on dentists per capita. It was based on um, uh, you know stability of the people that are in the area, and it was based on potential for future growth. Got it. So. So despite what the other dentist said, it was a good place. <laughs> Which is probably why they were saying don't come. Right, uh, they probably right. actually knew that. And just as a just as a sideline point, because I think this is really important. Uh, before we started this morning, you mentioned that you walked to work this morning. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the people that I reached out to wasn't local because I was looking at other areas too. Um, so I went, I actually went to Texas. I went to, uh, uh, South Lake and, uh, visited my sister there. And I, yeah. I met with a guy there that started a practice there and, and he was saying how he used to live close to his office. Um, but he, he got turned off by it because patients were so close. Um, and I, I quickly recognized that, okay, well, his vision for his practice is different than mine, you right. know? So, uh, yeah, I walk to work, which is, which is great. It's about, you know, two and a quarter songs on my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, in the community, uh, I run into patients all the time. I was at, uh, my hygienist, uh, kid's birthday party. Cause my, my hygienist lives right in the area. And, uh, one of our patients was there. Uh, cause their kids are in school together and the patient's laughing. She's like, Oh, that's so funny. Like she cleans my teeth and you're my dentist. And here we are hanging out at our kid's birthday party. And for me, that's, that's really what, uh, makes things all worth it in the end. Well, the stress of all the financial issues that, that come and all the business, uh, concerns and questions at the end of the day, caring for people that, I care about not only while they're in my chair, but I'm, I'm going to see them out in the community. I'm going to, my kids are going to be with their kids. Right. And that to me means a lot more. Well, and, and plus just strictly from a business standpoint, you're marketing when you're not marketing. Yeah. Just, just by virtue of being present and showing up to events and just into the course of your everyday life. Just, just as you mentioned, you got everybody at the bank as a patient. Yeah. <laughs> so right. Because you live there and you're present, that is, that's huge. Dentistry is still a very personal relationship-based business. It's it, as much as people try to commodify it. Um, it's people, people ask me all the time, well, what's been the most successful marketing, uh, uh, you know, method that you've used and, and bar none, it's meeting people face to face. Yeah. yeah. Just being and present. And Dr. Parker, was that like you've talked a couple of times about your vision for this practice? Was your dad, did you have a mentor that showed you this? Or is this something that you created in dental school or just kind of your own personal view of how you wanted this to run? Um, it's yes to all of that. Um, <laughs> there, there's no one thing that created it, but um, I, I am not, uh, I am my personality type is not inventive. Um, I have not created something that nobody has ever done before, but I do like to research best methods. I am, I, I do know what I want and what, you know, what gives me passion and drive. And so 
by reaching out to dentists that I respected, you know, and, and through the Crown Council, I met a lot of just fabulous dentists that really had an impact on me. Uh, and then non-dentists too, that I could, I were always willing to uh, let me pick their brain and, and ask about uh, work and, and life. And, and I talked to other people, I talked to lawyers too, uh, other business and entrepreneur type people, as far as you know, what what made their career special and what what made their career what really gave them a lot of uh, a drive and and uh, you know uh, joy out of what they were doing. And so I knew that people really uh, made my life richer. And so I wanted to be involved with people. I wanted. I wanted to be involved with my team in, in helping them grow. And so relationships are key to me. That's, that's important. And then uh, the type of dentistry that I wanted to do that, that came from sitting with other dentists and visiting their offices and, and watching them work and seeing the, the impact they had in, in their patients. So all of that came together to make it happen. When you, when you first started out, uh, because the big, one of the biggest issues is patient flow. When you're starting from scratch, every new patient is is golden. So contracted, not contracted, how did you start out? So I started contracted with insurances um, because you know, people would ask me like, oh, do you see kids? And uh, I, would, I would tell people at the time, uh, you know, if, if I see people with mouths, so... <laughs> if you have a mouth, I will see you. Uh, when you're starting out. That is very true. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to keep the doors as wide open as possible to, to anybody because I didn't know who that person knew. Right. You know, I didn't know what that relationship would end up creating as far as opportunity and growth uh, in the future. So for the first, um, you know, we're, almost eight years into it now. And I mean, I guess still now, like I'm just barely at the point where I'm saying no to things. You know, I, I said yes mm -hmm. to as much as I possibly could the first seven years, just yeah. to see, you know, if I say yes to this, let's see what opportunity comes out of it. Cause right. I'm, I don't know. Uh, if you were, if you were to go back and look and say of everything that we did to, to start out, these are the things we nailed I and mean, we did it right. What, what would be the top few things on that list where it's like, man, you, you nailed it. Yeah. And I, that's going to be a personal one for me. And that, that is the relationship side of things. Uh, at the end of the day, the people that come to see us know that I'm there for them. Uh, you know, 4th of July, guys flying out on a flight the next day i was here at 11 p.m fixing his front tooth to bust it at the fourth of july fireworks celebration hey, you're uh, only two and a half songs away I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's and and that's i don't know those are those are fun memories for me that might stress someone else out um being that available for people but he will forever talk to me about that and we text on july 4th you know i tell him to stay safe uh, on the fourth of july for years afterwards but um, the, sticking to the relationship side was what was what gave me the passion and the and the drive that allowed me to care and people feel that. So that's gonna be different for other people and what authentically they need to 
do to give them that, that passion that people will feel. And so long-term relationships, I'll, I, I will never forget a gal came in, said yes to uh, uh, orthodontic treatment. And uh, so she paid uh, $4,500 for it. And I, I was like, okay, cool. Payroll. It's going to be good next week. We, we got <laughs> payroll. This is great. And uh, then three days later, she called and she said, you know what? I've, I've changed my mind. I don't want to do it. And in my head, you know, now the first thing that comes up is payroll. Okay. Right. What are we going to do? Um, but I was sticking to the vision of the long-term relationships. And so I happily said to her, you know, I understand, you know, sometimes life, you know, you think one thing and then it's another. And so I refunded her the money uh, 100% and uh, sought to do more long-term relationships. So, and that translated into team. And I have not accomplished anything here without support. You know, I've not done any of this by myself. And so uh, my own family, you know, my wife, uh, and then my, my team, the different uh, staff members that I've had over the years, I've invested heavily in them, uh, in giving them the tools to be autonomous, to feel that they could do the best that they could, because that gives me drive to show up every day, knowing that, you know, I can do what I feel is best and I can perform to the best of my abilities. I want that for my, my team too. Um, these people are you, you don't realize how much they want you to succeed until times get tough and you invest them. And, and I've, I've been humbled many times at how much they've cheered me on. And so uh, that's, that's the things that I feel we're still working on. Not perfect, but those are the kind of the core values that I'm glad we, we really focused on. And I feel it's led to a lot of good things. That's Very great. Cool. All right. Now, conversely, you know where I'm going next? Yes. <laughs> Which is, if you had your man, we blew it on these things. Like biggest <laughs> lessons learned. Man, I wish I'd have known better, but these are the areas where I got blindsided or I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. What would, what would be some of the biggest things on that list? So, I mean, money is not my forte. Uh, uh, I, I found when I went and worked for corporate that money's not what drives me. And so um, I had a lot of illiteracy on money. You know, I, I just was, was ignorant to a lot of that or, or naive. And um, I think a lot of dental students end up feeling that when they start taking on the student debt, mm -hmm. they start to realize like, Whoa, wait a second. What, what have I gotten myself into here? Right. There might be more, Dental students might be more savvy to that now, uh, but I, I went into dental school just as things got insane with the student debt load that people were taking on. Yeah. And so um, there's been a lot of times that uh, I've made uh, poor financial decisions uh, just out of either naivete or uh, overzealousness. And um, I think that's something that... Uh, is a difficult lesson to learn <laughs> and I've, I'm still definitely learning that lesson and I don't know how I would have been better at that. Um, uh, and maybe I didn't ask enough questions of like my mentors. I didn't, I didn't ask the mentors and the people that 
I was going to for that type of advice, but I don't think I would have known the questions to ask at the time, but those questions I would ask is, you know, what, what are the impacts of this debt as far as like, what is that going to look like? And, you know, managing overhead and taking, taking those risks on what's that really going to look like as far as um, sacrifice and effort and, uh, you know, how is that going to potentially delay other things that I want to accomplish and do? Or how would that um, impact certain relationships uh, that I have made that, you know, is this going to affect someone else's viewpoint? Uh, uh, so staff members, are they going to feel that, that that money spend is something that's not according to our values, or at least are they, are they going to feel a lack of trust because like, wait, why are you spending the money there when what we're doing right here is already uh, working or, or good enough, that type of thing. Right. Uh, if you were to go back uh, over the last eight years, and if you were going to do it all over again, what would you do the same? What would you do differently? So I am so incredibly happy with where I am at now. Um, I didn't, there's been many times I didn't think I would be <laughs> at this point, but um, so to think about what I would do different is really hard to say because every step that I have taken, every, every difficulty, every, every good success has, has ended me here. And so um, doing this interview now, I'm in a, in a spot that I'm so thrilled and overjoyed with where we're at. We're still in a process of growth. We're still changing. We're still implementing and doing so many things. There's still 150 things on the to-do list of, of what I want to accomplish. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if I could say I, there's different options I could have taken. You know, I could have gone smaller and more uh, financially frugal. I, I did invest in a lot of technology, but that's been a, definitely a big part of our success. Um, I could have gone in with a partner at first and not done it solo um, uh, because I have a partner now at the office. Um, but uh, it's hard to quantify what I would do different. And it was funny, I asked a lot of dentists that too. You know, that was one of the big questions I asked a lot of dentists. And I'm at a position now where I realize, like, yeah, you look back and and there's not a lot of things that you would do differently. And and granted, we're still running the practice, right? I haven't had to close the doors. And I, if if I had failed, or if we had failed big time, we'd probably have some things to say, like, would we do that differently? <laughs> right, of course. Right. But I mean, also too, you know, if you don't if you don't quit, it's hard to fail. And so, I mean, I've went, I've, I've walked neighborhoods at 11 PM and hung door hangers on, on doors nice. uh, here, which I'm glad I wasn't on the local Facebook pages at the time, because I guess I, I probably got put on there a few times. Like, what's this guy doing walking the neighborhoods Who's the creeper? Around, around midnight, putting a door hanger on my door. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I would say as far as what I would do the same, I would, I'd stick to my vision and, and stick to my dream. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad I did that. And I'm glad that, uh, I took the risks I took and, uh, yeah, I, I found a lot of other dentists to the same thing. Like, what would you do different? Like, I don't know. 
nothing. <laughs> uh, if you if you were talking to as you are uh, those that are listening, if you're talking to a young dentist, even a dental student or a young dentist who is even remotely thinking about starting a practice from scratch, yeah, what would you tell them? Um, I would tell them uh, congratulations. Uh, that's going to be uh, one of the things that will you know, you're going to learn so much from this path and this journey. Uh, you're going to learn a lot about yourself. You're going to learn a lot about people. Uh, you're going to uh, uh, grow a tremendous amount. I'd say be open to change, you know, be ready for being nimble. Mm -hmm. uh, be, be committed to yourself and your, and your vision and your dream. Uh, and uh, try to just talk to as many people as you can you know, as far as like patients, but also just gaining gain. Everybody's got experience and value to bring to you uh, as far as wherever they're at in life. I love asking my patients in different careers, you know, what, what they've found valuable in their career and what, what, what things they've done in their lives to, to bring more value to their experience uh, day to day. And so, and you can learn a lesson from everybody. And so, uh, I just uh, congratulate you on taking the path. It's a path less traveled uh, nowadays because I do think it is more difficult now than it was in the past. Um, and so by anyone looking into doing a scratch practice, uh, I, I'm proud of them because they are, they are choosing to do something that's uh, outside of the box. And possible. Yeah, definitely possible. Very possible. 100%. Like I said, if you don't quit, it's hard for it to fail. That's a quote. That's quotable right there. <laughs> He's got that tattooed on his forearm. It looks <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's an off reminder I need. Yes. Nice. <laughs> uh, well, that Lincoln, thank you for your insights. I think if anybody that is even thinking about it, uh, listening to your story, obviously there's ups and there's downs. Uh, but your inspiration and your experience and, and sharing some lessons learned along the way have been inspirational. So thank you for Very the, the insight, the example, so. and uh, staying after it. Yeah, thank, thank you guys for doing what you're doing. The, the blessing of dentistry is that there's so many ways to go about it. So true. Um, and so it can be very individualized. And so, uh, you know, to anyone that's on the journey, whatever journey they're on, uh, good luck. And and uh, try to get as much out of it as you can. Very good. Thanks so much for your Thanks, time Dr. today. Parker. Yeah, take it easy, guys. Thanks for joining us for this Mentor of the Month podcast sponsored by Crown Council. This is just one tool available to the Crown Council membership that helps dental teams build a culture of success. That's our mission and purpose is to provide a place for dental teams to come together and learn the skills needed to develop your most valuable asset the people, those people who work in your practice. As always, if you're interested in being part of this group or want more information about the tools available to the membership, go to www.crowncouncil.com or call us 1-800-276-9658. Thanks.